Welcome to season two of the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, Charlene Light, and this season I am taking you on the biggest adventure of my life. I'm moving to Paris. I am a fearless coach and a soul guide here to inspire you as I navigate all things spiritual in the greatest city in the world, the City of Lights, Petty. After spending a year stepping into my fears at 40, I learned that everything that we truly desire is beyond our fear. We came here as soul not to achieve something, but to become something. So let's begin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Fearless Lady Podcast, season two. Woohoo! It is exactly um, 30 days. Yeah, 30 days until I leave for Paris. And it's so funny because everybody keeps asking me, you know, are you packing? What are you doing? And I'm like, you guys, I have a month left. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how far I could go in terms of, you know, packing. Like, am I going to start packing now? What I have been doing is just sort of like, um, you know, purging a lot of stuff, going through my closet, asking myself, am I really going to buy that? Or am I really going to wear these overalls that I have not worn in two years? Am I really going to take my Uggs? You know, just sort of like trying to get rid of a lot of stuff um, because Paris is similar to New York in that there's not a lot of closet space um, or space in general in most of the apartments. So, you know, it's so funny because coming from my LA apartment, which I've got two closets, um, to go back to that again, it's going to be very interesting. I wanted to talk about in this episode specifically around manifestation and then also about what I do in terms of the belief clearings in my session work. Um, so it's funny, when I was in Paris in September, I there was a lot of protests going on. And a friend of mine um, that I had just met actually, she was saying how you know they call these protests in France manifestations. And I was like, oh, that's so fascinating because... I find, you know, when I think about manifestation and the term, the way that it's used now, um, it feels very much like a protest in that you're protesting to the universe or you're declaring to the universe, this is what I desire. And, you know, you're putting it out there. You're telling everybody, you're making a vision board. Um, you're acting as if it's already in your life. You know, all of these things um, that we're told, you know, to kind of get into the vibration of it so that it can come easier. And so when I heard that, I just thought that was so fascinating because that's essentially what I always felt. Um, I always felt that way when I was doing that work that I mentioned in the last episode, when I was doing to be magnetic work by Lacey Phillips, it was all about manifestation and she gives you these tools. There's like three, you know, specific things that are supposed to be in place that apparently is when, you know, you know, your manifestation is going to come, which is like, you've got to unblock, you know, all these things. And then you've got to, um, expand and, and sort of become the person, the new you that has the manifestation. And then you have to you know, work on your inner child and your shadow and all these things. And so as I was going through that, pro that process, I remember feeling like it was a little bit like we were trying to control something, right? Because so much of the community and the questions around it was like, you know, why isn't this coming? You know, I've done all the unblocking. I've done all the expanding. I don't understand why isn't my manifestation coming? And so it tends to... Um, I mean, at least definitely for me, and I know for a lot of the people in the community, you tend to feel kind of lousy when you don't 
get the manifestation that you're you're hoping for, right? You feel like you're a failure. You feel like it's not working. I don't understand. So you go on these like, you know, retreats. <laughs> you, talk, you talk to people about it. You hire psychics. You go get the Reiki session. You do all the body work. Like, you know, we're doing all of these different things because we really want to understand like, why isn't the thing that we want showing up in our reality? So I remember specifically listening to... Um, this one podcast episode from TBM and the girl was talking about, she was like a testimonial to doing the works, basically saying, you know, I did the work and, you know, I got everything that I wanted. I got the wedding dress that I wanted. I got the engagement ring that I wanted. I got the job that I wanted with the raise and da 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 And she just like listed all of these things. And I remember feeling like, well, that just sounds kind of boring. Like, I don't believe that life is just about getting what you want all the time. I believe that it's actually about growing into and evolving um, into the person that we came here to be and to really enjoy the journey along the way, you know, because if you're only thinking about waiting for this manifestation to show up, like how are you enjoying your day-to-day life, you know? And so I was really, I started to get really turned off by that idea, which is kind of what brought me to um, the psychic boot camp course, you know. And I'm going to share with you actually specifically why, um, what happened, because I think it's really valuable to understand that everything sort of, everything adds up, everything really does matter, and to really trust that inner knowing. So I started to think about, I don't really want to do this work anymore. It's not making me feel good. I know through lived experience that life is not just about getting what you want. It's about who you become, all these things, right? So I remember one night I was like, you know, I just want to understand like, why did I as a soul choose to to show up in this lifetime and be alone for the majority of my life? Because that's what I was feeling. My biggest um, blind spot or block, whatever you want to call it for me, was finding love. So I receive a lot of information in my dreams. And at that point, this was during the pandemic, at that point, I was really good at asking questions and then kind of letting it go and, and being available for whatever would show up, whether it be like an inner knowing or through somebody, whatever it is. So I asked that question before I went to bed, and then I had this dream that all of a sudden I woke up like it was a nightmare, and I remember feeling like, oh my God, it was a past life um, curse. Like I, I just felt it. I was like, oh my God, I was cursed in a past life. That's why I have been single this whole time, and and I now that I know it, I can you know. Um, go see somebody to break this curse, and that's going to be like the answer to everything, right? This is what I was thinking. So I was so excited. I found this out in my dream, like woohoo, right? Which, by the way, I can go on and on about how we really are receiving a lot of information in our dreams. And I've been somebody that always was an avid dreamer growing up. Um, and that's sort of a clue to how you receive intuitive information. So I'm very clairvoyant. I see a lot, even in my readings now, um, which makes a lot of sense because I dream, I have so many vivid dreams. Anyways, so I took that information and um, I realized I wanted to see somebody that can help me um, break this curse, right? So I find a witch. Um, <laughs> sounds so funny. But I, I actually found somebody um, through a podcast or whatever. 
I find this witch and I go on our website, I book a session and I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, this is the answer to everything. I can't believe it. This is so exciting, right? So I meet with this witch and um, she, you know, she's like, what can I do for you? What brought you here or whatever? And I start telling her about my dream and how, you know, so can you, you know, turn this around? What do you do? She's like, okay, yeah, well, I'll check it out. So she has me lie down. This is all over Zoom, by the way. She has me lie down. And I'm sitting there and I'm closing my eyes and I'm like giddy with excitement because I just can't wait to like see what she's going to do, right? And she's doing this whole ceremony. I don't understand what, I don't understand anything she's doing. She's kind of like singing and there's like an instrument. And once she's done, um, she tells me, you know, I didn't see it was a, a curse. What I saw, it was a vow of solitude from over like seven lifetimes. And I'm like, seven lifetimes? And she's like, yeah. So I... I basically, you know, cleared that and you're good. And I was like, oh, okay, great. This is awesome, right? So she, you know, we get off the Zoom and I'm like, for a good hour, I was like basking in this whole like, I felt so much light. I felt like, oh my God, this is it. Seven lifetimes. I'm going to break this curse, this vow, whatever the hell this thing is. And this is going to be amazing. My man's just going to knock on my door and all my answer, all my prayers have been answered, you know? <laughs> and so I'm walking outside after about an hour and then all of a sudden I hear this voice which tells me, maybe this is all bullshit. And I was like, what? No, 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 no. It's not all bullshit. It's real. It's real, you know? And I'm like, but I kept hearing this voice telling me like, maybe it's all bullshit. Why do you keep looking for more things that are essentially asking like, what is wrong with me? Like, it just felt like I could not accept that this is this was my reality. I kept trying to figure out like, what is wrong with me? right? It's got to be the curse. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. And so that voice telling me, maybe it's all bullshit. It really started to hit me. Like maybe the only thing that's in my way is my belief that there's something in the way. That's it. And I just, and it's so funny because once I made that or had that awareness, because first of all, I don't even know what she did, right? I was totally, you know, just lying down, closing my eyes. I have no, I was not a part of the, the process at all. And that's the thing about these kinds of modalities. It's like, I really wanted to know, like, what exactly is she doing? Like, let me be a part of it. Prior to me doing, you know, psychic bootcamp course and becoming, you know, somebody that can read your soul and th- those kinds of things, I always associated people like her or psychics or anybody in that realm that they were special. They had something that I didn't. I never ever thought that I can do something like this because I just assumed that they were born this way and that they knew something, they were better than me, they were smarter, they were whatever it was. But I definitely had that outlook that they they were talking to um, you know, the ethereal in a way that I could never imagine, right? So anyways, when I hear this voice, it's all bullshit. Maybe the only thing in my way is my belief that there's something in the way. Um, I started to realize like, huh, maybe... I've got to shift my whole perspective around all of this. So that is when I started to kind of really become um, curious around, you know, what is it that I do know? You know, and it's not fun to think that, you know, what is wrong with me? Why can't I have the thing that I really want? Or why is this taking so long? Like, I don't like thinking that way. And I, I knew enough that 
I know God, source, the creator is not telling us like there's something wrong with me. I know he's not saying everybody gets to have love, but you, like I knew that. I knew that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to completely let all of it go and go, you know what? I am perfect just the way that I am right now in this moment. Absolutely. A thousand percent. I am ready for love. Love come out wherever you are. (laughs) So I literally go to my little trails cafe. We'll take a walk to the cafe. And of course I met somebody. Now, it wasn't like we're married, obviously, but I did meet somebody and um, we ended up going out a few times or whatever, but I'm at a thousand percent certain it's because I made that shift in my, my awareness in that I was like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with me. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to see anybody. I'm not going to any psychics. I'm not going to sign. I was just so, so, so exhausted from signing up to this course, doing this workshop, trying to figure out what my blocks are, all that bullshit. I was like, I'm done. So that's why I was so attracted to the psychic boot camp course because it was really all about like we are all intuitive. We are all intuitive. That is our most natural self. That is who we are. And it was just about getting practiced at um, listening to that intuition. And so when I signed up for her course, one of the first meditations that um, she gave us was to meet your spirit guide. And I was like, me and my spirit guide? <laughs> it's like, this is all really new. You know, I used to, I remember I would judge so, so many people that would be like, you know, my guides told me blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, you know, like all that kind of talk. I used to always be like, oh, please, your guides, whatever, you know, because when I was a kid, I didn't, I never saw guides. I never saw like spirit. I just really just talked to God. I used to write letters to God as a kid. I was just, I mean, and I'm, I was not brought up religious or anything, but I definitely had a strong sense or a strong knowing that there was something bigger at hand. So I did this meditation and it was really incredible because I did see a woman figure who looked very much like a mother I had never seen before, but she felt warm and I was feeling chills up and down my body. And in the meditation, she says, you know, your spirit guide has a gift for you. And so I saw she gave me this little box and I opened up the box and it's a key. And I was like, huh. So um, then she's showing me to this door and I'm opening the door and immediately I started to realize what she was showing me, which was that actually these are doorways and you have the key to open them up. So get curious around these things. Don't think that there's something wrong with you. This is an opportunity for you to open these doors and to go down this path of like exploring. Huh, I wonder, you know, what's behind, you know, this feeling that I have, or I wonder what's behind the fact that, you know, I want to do this and it's not yet coming through. Let me just get curious around it. That is a totally different energetic um, vibration that you're sending out versus I've got to unblock, which means there's something wrong with me. I got to constantly unblock, unblock, unblock. Once I was done with the meditation, I started to cry and I was like, I just felt it was so moving and so um, 
so it was like an answer to that question I had, which is like, there is nothing wrong with any of us. And it was like such a beautiful reframe around the idea of like being blocked. It's like, we're not being blocked. If you imagine their little doorways, it's like, there's an infinite amount of pathways that we can choose of, of the self-discovery and, and to get really curious around this stuff. So I just loved that. And I loved that it came from my, you know, spirit guide or soul or whatever you want to call it. I love that I had that beautiful awareness. And that's sort of how I have felt this entire time since taking the course, which is that, you know, every time I do a reading, um, it is always love-based. You know, your soul is never telling you what to do. And that's like a big question I always get, which is like, you know, am I on the right path? What should I be doing? And your soul is just really here to kind of guide you towards things that you really love to do that are naturally just feel good to you. (laughs) It's like the whole, you know, quote, following your bliss, like that's really you being you, like that's what you came here to be, you know? So I find that when I do readings and I'm sharing stuff, it's like, and this is true for all of us as you're listening, like your intuition is never going to yell at you. It's never going to be telling you what to do. It's never going to judge you. It's always love-based. It's always going to feel almost so simple, right? Because truth really is simple. It's going to feel simple and light. It's going to feel loving. It's going to feel... um, like you're being supported because that's essentially what your spirit team is here for you. You're, you're, you are supported, you know, all the time. It's just, we have no idea. We don't realize it. We make it so hard, you know, because once I started to develop more and more, um, then we do all these practice sessions and maybe I've spoken about this before. I can't remember. Um, but I did probably, 50 because I would write them down because she would always talk about, you know, celebrate your wins. So when I would read for somebody and they would confirm like all these little details that I was able to see, um, I would write that down and then my confidence would just get stronger. And then I just begin to really, really trust. And then it was like, okay, if I can trust everything that I'm getting for somebody else, then I have to be able to trust it for myself. And that really shifted everything for me. When I started to get into this work, the becoming spiritual, becoming self-aware, I understood a limiting belief was just something negative in nature, like I'm not enough, or I'm not supported, or, you know, I'm not worthy, right? Those were like the big ones. And I'm like, oh, yep, hand raised. I've got all those, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I just thought, okay, I'm aware of these beliefs and, um, I'm just going to counter that by doing a lot of affirmations, right? So with Bree's work, and really it's based in theta healing, which you can look up, it's really about the negotiation. So if you think about something like a belief, I'm not worthy, well, worthy of what? And, and, And of who and where? It's like, it's not... It's too, gen- it's too general to actually feel like that's something so specific for me. Why would we be holding on to a belief I'm not worthy? Where did that come from? Who taught us that, right? You know, from ages like zero to seven, like I was saying before, that's when we create these, you know, subconscious limiting beliefs. And they're based by, they're based around two things, right? When you're a child, the only things that you really care about is love and safety, So the ego, which is sort of like your great negotiator, decides and learns, what do I have to do to receive love? What do I have to do to become safe? For instance, you might have learned, you know, if you had a parent who 
was maybe really emotional all the time, you might have learned how to absorb your mother's feelings in order to feel safe or to feel love. And then later on, that would look like you feeling like you're constantly having to absorb other people's emotions in order to survive, right? Or if you're like me, I learned how to escape, I learned how to hide um, in order to be safe, right? So that would show up as me being really scared of stepping in front of a room and becoming, you know, like either a singer or a yoga teacher. Like I had to work through a lot of fear around that because so much of my limiting belief was around I have to hide to be safe. You know, like when I first started to do this work, I had a client where... um, we got to a belief I have to please my mom in order to be loved. We realized that she was holding resentment towards her mom around this belief. And when I asked to clear it, she said, well, how am I going to get love? So the mind is still conditioned to believe you have to do something to be loved. And maybe you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, don't you? (laughs) And I'm here to tell you, no, you don't. You are pure love. You are love at your core. You don't have to do anything or be anything to be loved. God, source, the creator of your soul created you through love. So it's so fascinating what comes up. So when we think about these beliefs, number one, they're always serving a purpose. And number two, it's never the person or the situation, it's the pattern. Right, So our subconscious is going to constantly recreate whatever scenarios in our lives to show us or invite us to this healing, right? A new way of understanding, a new way of um, moving through this so that we can evolve into our best and our highest self, right? That's essentially why any of this is happening is because we're meant to grow. We are meant to evolve, right? We cannot just stay in one place, just like life doesn't just stay in one place. When I'm doing a session with someone and even on myself, we test for these beliefs through muscle testing because everything you're holding is in your body. Everything. Our body is our greatest truth teller. Our body is how our spirit, our soul speaks to us right? You get those intuitive knowings, those nudges, you get that little tingling in your belly, you get chills. All of those are signs from your soul, from, you know, God, source, whatever you want to call it. So we use muscle testing, which is so powerful because then people can say the belief and then you're either rocking forward or back for yes or no, and they're witnessing what they're holding in their body. And then I'll clear it and we'll replace it with beliefs that are unconditional in nature, which basically is getting back to who you really are, which is love. You are pure love with an infinite well of love and potential. When somebody is standing and I'm asking them to repeat these new beliefs, inevitably they start to feel tingling in their body. They start to feel something shift. And you know, awareness is like, almost 90% of it. And then what I always say is now the universe is going to show you something that would normally trigger you in order for you to then move through it differently with these new set of beliefs. So it's really essentially you want to come from a place of having a choice because when you're walking around in this world, unconscious to what you're holding, you're not even making a conscious choice. You're just sort of repeating this pattern that's so practiced, right? Somebody says something, you feel triggered and you snap. 
You know, somebody does something, you feel like threatened and, you know, you shut down, right? These are just things that are so habitual in our bodies that we don't even think about it. So once we bring that awareness, break that negotiation, then all of a sudden what used to feel triggering no longer feels triggering in our bodies. And then you're like, whoa, now I have a choice. And that choice is why we came. We have free will. And that free will is for us to make these choices in each moment. That's why the present moment is always talked about as being the magical, the miracle moment, because in the present moment, you can become new. And then you keep choosing that in each and every moment. I just did a session with a client last night about making plans and how that was really about, you know, if it was about control, that was the underlying theme. And this is a theme that we've been working on um, in our life and it's showing up in various ways. But in this particular situation, when we cleared that belief, she was like, well, but I, because I was trying to, or what I was replacing it with was safe for me to be in the present moment. It's safe for me to honor the present moment, you know? And she was confused thinking that, oh, but I don't want to, I want to still make plans. And I said, yes, but here's the beautiful thing. When you make plans, and something changes those plans. Like life happens, right? COVID happens. I mean, so many things, variables can happen to change your plans. You're not going to feel that anxiousness and this pressure like, oh my God, what do I do? You're not going to feel so depleted and like it's a life or death fight or flight situation because you're not using the plan to get you safe, to keep you safe, if that makes sense. So when you take that negotiation away and you realize that nothing external, nothing outside of you can give you that safety, then you're totally free. You can make a plan and the plan can change and you're like, okay, no problem. And you're much more flexible. You're, you're tapping into the, to the truth of who you really are, which is an endless, infinite amount of source energy. And I think, and I know this because it's happened over and over and over again in my life and in my client's life. I mean, in this particular client, we also started to work together, you know, three, four months ago. Actually, no, maybe it's been four months ago now. And initially when we worked together, she came to me because she was feeling, you know, she'd just gone through a whole series of, I'm not sure if it was IVF, but she basically was trying to get pregnant. It wasn't working. And then she had a miscarriage and she was just like, I don't know what else to do. I've tried acupuncture. I've tried going to different therapists. She's like, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I just thought I would, you know, try to talk to you and see if like, maybe, you know, or maybe there's a way with your fearless coaching, we can work together. And I said, well, first and foremost, we need to get off this subject entirely, right? Because we cannot come, we cannot get to a solution from the same energy and vibration as the problem, right? So by getting her off of that subject and really focusing on, you know, how this might actually be happening for her, we just can't see it yet, but just kind of giving her the seed of possibility, right? what might your soul be trying to teach you or what would be the higher lesson in all of this? We don't know yet, but just open that door for a moment, you know? So she did. And we worked through a bunch of different belief clearings around, you know, control and surrendering and being, and trusting her body, right? She had a couple of beliefs around, you know, she couldn't trust her body and these kinds of things, right? So by the end of the three months of us working together, she gets pregnant naturally, <laughs> which is incredible. That's a miracle, right? And it's because she was so open and willing to see this whole situation differently. And we got 
off the topic because I knew it was not about whether or not she was going to get pregnant. Like that was just the circumstance and the situation that the universe was showing her and trying to get her to understand and to learn this higher lesson. You know, my favorite part about doing this work. It's sort of like when I was talking about the witch, I had no idea what she was doing because I wasn't a part of it at all. I mean, you're a part of it. I empower you. I'm always looking to empower um, whoever I'm working with because it's it's really about the journey we're taking together. Um, and that to me is why it's so effective because if you're a part of the healing process, if you understand why you're holding something, if you understand if you have that awareness, like then that's where the magic is, then you can actually change. So I can go on and on and on about how incredible and miraculous this belief work is, how it's changing my life, how it's changing my client's life, but you're just going to have to book a session for yourself so you can discover it. Um, <laughs> um, and lastly, I just want to say this, circling back to the whole beginning of this podcast around manifestation. I can share so many incredible manifestations that have come through, but I'm going to give you one that truly has kind of meant the most aside from me getting to, you know, move to Paris. <laughs> um, it was Thanksgiving and I announced to my family, my extended family that I'm moving to Paris and my aunt who really all of my family, all of my extended family have always been you know, kind of asking me, you know, have you met anybody? Are you dating? Blah, blah, blah. And it's always been such a triggering question for me. So when I announced that I'm moving to Paris, my aunt, you know, everybody in the room has been married and has kids. I'm sort of like the only one. And she said to me, well, maybe you'll meet somebody there. And I looked at her and I, what, I didn't feel triggered at all. And then she says, if you choose to. And I thought, if I choose to, exactly. Like it's such an incredible feeling to have somebody else reflect back to you your truth. I knew in that moment, and I knew far before she said it, that I truly got to a place and I am in a place where I fully accept exactly where I am right now. And I have so much love for who I am and what I've done. And that is the beauty of this work. You don't feel triggered anymore. And then people around you start to change because you're not holding that vibration. You don't have that question mark. What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> oh, it's just so beautiful. If I choose to, exactly. If I choose to. So if you loved this episode, please share it with some of your friends that would benefit. Share it on social media, write a review, do all of those things. Book a session with me. I'd love to hear from you. And just send me a message if you like the episode. I would appreciate it. I so appreciate you listening to this and I'm sending you so much love. And the next time I will speak will probably be when I'm in Paris. Woo! Take care. <laughs>